Welcome back, Frank, with uh, Wrench Nation and Suzy Sockets hanging out in the studio, uh, East Valley Institute of Technology, as we play one of our favorites, the Budos Band. Uh, you can raise that up, Bree. Are you there? Bree's here with us. We're having glitchy board issues. Glitchy, glitchy board board. That's part of the deal. It is part of the deal. French Nation, if you're new to the show, we've been around since 1920, maybe. <laughs> Back in the horse and carriage days when it was a simpler life. Uh, automotive Lifestyle Show. Always uh, good to hang with you guys. We've heard from you. Thank you so much uh, for all Frank, your that great... that was when we had horsepower, wasn't it? I think so. Horsepower, <laughs> less of this politicking that's going on. You know, we were talking uh, before the show here. The Green Mafia, man. I'm calling you out. <laughs> Call them out, Frank. Actually, I want to get right to it. We got a jam-packed show. I want to get into some news because I need your help, period. A lot of you have your hoopties. You're into the aftermarket. You've got the blower, the supercharger, all these things. Right now, we need to call out for what it is. And I know some of you are going to give me hate on the whole Green Mafia thing. But come on, man. California is already looking at saying... We're getting rid of gas stations. Are they? Yes. Like where? Well, in L.A. Uh, in fact, let me get to it. Oh, in a very congested Now, I'm all area. for a clean environment. I want to get it done. Norway is in Norway, people. They got it done. But can't we do it in baby steps? I think so. We need to slow this down a little bit. I mean, that's my feeling. California cities are banning new gas stations to combat climate change. Now, I get it. A lot of you are... Well, that's California. They're different. Not really, but maybe. They are progressive. Now, I'm not saying you're going to, some of you saying, Frank, that's, you know, I'm going to overpay for gas. Don't worry. There's plenty of gas stations. But this is the start, and I think this needs to slow down dramatically. Now, we had mentioned just a minute ago, how does that relate to the aftermarket performance parts? Our friends at SEMA. I need you, and please, you're listening to the replay. Pause it right now. Take it, take it, get a get a drink. Is what I'm saying. Get a drink, Susie. With people, not while you're driving. And I know because this is terrible. This is upsetting. You're very passionate about this. So SEMA is behind what they call the RPM Act, recognizing the protection of Motorsports Act. This was done back in 2021. What does that mean? It's protecting your ability, simply put, to race your vehicle. Not on the city streets where grandma's walking on the street. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about illegal racing. Street vehicles, cars, trucks, and motorcycles can't be converted into race cars, according to the EPA. The EPA has announced that enforcement against high-performance parts. That's SEMA's. That's their wheelhouse. Yeah, that's, that is. Specialty. Uh -oh. uh, 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 aftermarket equipment, right? Dave Kindig, he's yep. been on the show. That's up his alley. I come, I want to build something, I want to add accessorized, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It includes superchargers, tuners, exhaust systems. And as the EPA says, it's a top priority. Maybe like it's a top priority to get rid of gas stations. We need to slow this down. It's it's the, that's why I'm calling it the Green that's Mafia. Sad. What is the Swedish girl that gets on? She's young. My daughter knows. All the youngsters <laughs> are watching her. What's Who's her the name? Swedish girl. Remember the one you said. What, what's her name? Remember the girl that's passionate. Anyway, I can't remember her name. Huh? 
Greta Thornburg. Oh, Greta, no activist. Greta Thornburg, I love you. Yeah. You, you bring open a, a, an important topic. But as we say in Deutschland, mach langsam, slow it down. <laughs> slow it down. So as I mentioned this, protect your right to race, the RPM Act, recognizing the protection of Motorsports Act. Okay. Uh, this is up this year, up at, uh, up at the Capitol. Um, HR 3281, uh, S2736, I'll have that, uh, that uh, link in the show notes, is, uh, is, the, is the act that we're trying to protect what the bureaucrats in Washington are saying that race cars are the next green mafia hit. That's horrible. So you can go on. I'll get you the website. You can sign a petition. SEMA. Dot org, okay. And again, that some of you are saying, "Ah, what's SEMA?" Well, SEMA is a big trade show. Mm-hmm. It's it's world renowned specialty equipment market association. You have a lot of small mom and pop business owners that are in the business of performance right. outfitting and and in the aftermarket. And again, we're not talking about this foolish behavior of racing down, you know, these illegal street races. We're talking about what is the American tradition that goes back 45 years of allowing you, the consumer, to soup up and modify accordingly? Now, who's trying to take that away from us? Congress. Aye. It This RPM Act will reverse the EPA's interpretation that the Clean Air Act does not allow a motor vehicle designed for street use, including a car, truck, or motorcycle, to be converted into a dedicated race car. Mm-mm-mm. Are we getting rid of this American tradition? Are we really polluting that much? It don't make sense. It to doesn't me. make sense. I mean, if 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 some of you out there, and again, I'm all, I'm all for reducing carbon footprint, but we need to really slow this down. Well, and there's think other about ways it. to do that. I I think so. The EPA also has announced that enforcement against high performance parts, including these superchargers, tuners, and exhaust systems, is a top priority. Hmm. Now, tell me otherwise. That's Green Mafia. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, get on a SEMA.org. I wanted to make it clear to you. A lot of you are in the business. Um, you know, don't be on the sidelines. That's a $2 billion market annually, yeah. Susie. Where does nitrous fall into that? Uh, it's all, that's all that's into all it. That's all it? No more your, nitrous? Your ability to have fun and the freedom for your ride. Again, we're not talking about this garbage, illegal Street racing. Right. I'm not a fan of that. Nope. But I'm saying if you've got a hoopty in your garage and that's your project, that's your hobby, and you then want to take it down to a racetrack, sanctioned, legal. Controlled. And and you want to have fun. Yep. Um, you know, it's 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 like anything else in life. People that have a hobby of running. You want to do your 10K. Yep. Uh I know the carbon footprint's a little different. Maybe you're breathing more. I don't know. I don't know what the story is there. But we, we just can't allow this to happen. But we I, can. I, we can sign a petition. SEMA, Let's do it. SEMA.org. And uh, we are potentially working on a few guests that uh, can educate us a little more. I gave you guys just a little high-altitude snapshot. Sign the petition. Help SEMA. Of course, SEMA is the big trade show that happens in the fall. Susie, we need happy news now. Well, now you're going to hate me. Uh-oh. <laughs> Who went out of business? Because <laughs> I'm going to talk about electric vehicles. Yeah, all right. They're well, coming. we got we are fair and balanced. All, all, all my green folks, they're 
pissed off now. I called you Green Mafia. Go ahead. <laughs> They're coming. We need lithium for the batteries, do we not? Well, yeah. Okay. What if I told you we actually have enough lithium to power EVs for decades right here in our backyard? In Arizona? No, not really. California? In Custom Mike's backyard, oh. Southern California. Oh, the I have a Sultan Sea. Guess what? Have you heard of that? <laughs> well, my daughter's in studio. She's not on mic, but guess what? I, I want to just flow with you here. Flow with me. I have been traveling to San Diego for a long time. Yeah. LA, San Diego, whatever. Yep. And we drive by the Sultan Sea. You don't. Sea. We actually took the RV like a bunch of fools. You didn't. I took my kids. They were very pissed off, and I took them. To the Salton Sea. I want to see it. There ain't nothing it fancy. <laughs> but tell me, someone told us. I mean, it was like Twilight Zone. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it was never a sea, right? It was the largest lake in California. And well, it was from the Sea of Cortez. Right, and it was actually a thriving resort community at one I didn't, point. Some of those people were still out there in their 80s <laughs> with their RV from 62. It was weird. It was Twilight Zone. I'm I want to see it. I want to see it. Oh. But the tox- it's a toxic lake now. It's a dried lake. Yeah. Toxic. very toxic. And underneath all of that is some treasure. What's that treasure, do you think? My daughter's in the studio. It's like, you took me to a toxic lake. <laughs> Out of all the places, I work hard in school, and you decide to take me to Sultan Biscuit Sea, whatever you call it. It really stunk out there. I bet. But lithium is underneath there. That's what we were told. Yes, and lithium. Some of these, some of these Sultan Seans, yep. is that what you call them? The community of Sultan Seans, they got excited. Yeah. I think I went into a Circle K, and I was just small talk. How's business? All right. We may have lithium here. Uh, that would be good news for the Salteans. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, really, lithium? So where are we at? I think it's GM, right? Well, so, okay, you're, now you're getting ahead of me, okay? Do you even know how they actually mine lithium? This is crazy. You could have a whole show on this. Tell us more, Susie. I'm going to tell you more. So they actually either use ponds or open pit mines, and the miners will pump up the lithium containing brine to the surface. They let it dry. And then they extract. The bad news is it uses a considerable amount of water. We covered last week big time. Big time and causes a great deal of waste and contamination. Yeah, you know, we covered this a few shows back. You guys get on wrenchnation.tv. And again, I know some of these green folks, I know you're emailing me, you're upset. I know I want a peaceful environment too. Yep. But we have to consider what Scott Brown mentioned on a few shows ago out of California. Scott Brown, a respected technician, he owns a Model 3. He loves that Model 3. He's got the solar. He's, he'll tell you, man, he's on an island of free of fossil fuels. But when we look at the whole life of the EV to how we get rid of the batteries, we got a long way to go. Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Lots of water is being used, Susie, but I'm just excited for the salty, the people of Salton Sea. But do you know who's a major player out there? Berkshire Hathaway. Oh, those Berkshire yep. Hathawayans. <laughs> the That's... renewable energy deficient, you know, team, the controlled thermal resource. Uh, that's where GM comes in because they've they yeah uh, that's what that's what some of these Circle K folks were telling me they got all excited <laughs> I'm telling you, I was in the middle of nowhere Frank. my kids were genuinely upset were they normal people Frank Dad doesn't go to Disneyland <laughs> we end up in our RV and we woke up that morning and I said to my daughter I said honey did you flush our little RV toilet because it stunk and I'm like we're in the Salton Sea did you even know you were there 
We just had to go. Okay. So you knew it was a destination. And I tried to make it fancy for the kids. I said, geographically, this was the Sea of Cortez. It stretched up and now it's just a salt. I don't know. just salty? I mean, salty about I, I owe oh. them. I owe them a trip. In mm. fact, we're going to head to San Diego again and I'm just going to let them roam. Do whatever you want to do. Whatever. Do. Well, I want to go here now, Frank. I want to see it myself. I got one more piece of news. Uh, and again, I remind you, it's important. Get on a SEMA.org. Sign and help. The RPM Act of 2021 um, help help SEMA out because we don't need to be 10 years from now uh, without our turbochargers. I think our society will be just really not good. I want to update a story we did last week. Last we talked week. about the boombox Tesla. Yep. Uh, it was a feature. The story was actually a little aged because the U.S. auto agency said, nope, Elon and others, we will not allow you to blare out whatever you want to blare out with your quiet EVs, right? You don't right. hear them coming. Uh, auto agencies will not allow EV owners to pick alert sounds. So currently the boombox um, is is not a thing, right? So this is going back, U.S. auto safety regulators on Tuesday, uh, that's this week, uh, scrapped a 2019 proposal that would have allowed automakers to offer a unique variety of sounds. Now, I have custom mics. K. Mikhail Wallen. Custom mics is on hold right now. He's going to be part of our show. And I will tell you, if there's anybody it's in him. car culture or <laughs> the guy that's going to design his sound yeah. out of one of his classic hoopties, he's probably not too happy to hear that he don't get to tailor it like he. But I do want to introduce uh, custom mics. Uh, you guys can check him out. He's all over. He's going to be coming back after our short break. Uh, we're going to dive into some of the, we beat up California pretty good with the gas station story and all this other stuff, but I'll have you know, California is still rock star status when it comes to car culture. Yeah. Custom Mike's covers it all. This man's got thousands of live streams. Uh, you can catch Custom Mike's on YouTube, all over social media. I'm going to take a quick break, bring Custom Mike's in for some happy stories. We're going to talk about some some part issues, you know, yep. finding the right fit parts for your old school hoopty. I want you guys to stay tuned. Rich Nation. Of course you want your mileage back and all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost three to one over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. I got my mileage back. BG. Bolt-On Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Well, listen up. I'm talking to you about one of the premier auto parts superstores in the country, Parts Authority. One of the biggest problems that we can have in a modern-day garage is when our parts don't arrive on time or the quality of our parts are just not there. The Parts Authority, auto parts superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counterfolk, national program, quick delivery, AC Delco, Monroe, Parts Authority, auto parts superstore. If you're an installer or own a garage, you need to check 
check out partsauthority.com. Support for Wrench Nation Car Talk, the smart choice for auto parts, Pronto National Association. Pronto is committed to the independent automotive aftermarket and demonstrates leadership within the automotive industry. Pronto Association is made up of nearly 100 member auto part distributors. Visit pronto-net.com. Automotive technical training, parts lineup, and representation of the automotive member community. Pronto-net.com. As a small business owner, we have a ton of overhead. One of those is merchant fees. To process credit cards can be expensive. I save over 75% with Card Connect Paradise. Get on to charge-it-now.com charge-it-now.com or give Dan Arndt at Card Connect Paradise a call. His team is standing by to help you out. I save over 75% in credit card merchant fees every month. That's huge. 480-289-6304 Card Connect Paradise. Save on credit card fees. Merchant service fees don't have to be ungodly expensive. Give Dan a call, 480-289-6304. Card Connect, Paradise. Whether you're looking for a full-service direct mail or you just simply want a few marketing materials printed for use in your store, Mail Shark has got you covered. With over 10 years of client service success with direct mail postcards, restaurant box toppers, magnets, and so much more, MailShark is there to help your marketing team acquire the clients you deserve. Pay weekly, pay as you go. There is no pressure, no contracts, direct mail. For more details, visit themailshark.com. Right on. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Get on to WrenchNation.tv. Uh, show number 262, we dove into some of the supply chain logistic issues, uh, concerns as ED, EV demand uh, is increasing. In fact, I'll put this out there, Susie. Uh, 5%, apparently 5% is a number. Once you exceed in a product, good, service, sales, 5% of the community, you start on a trajectory. I really? guess the first, yeah. And so EV sales right now, which are a huge uptick, yeah. has exceeded that. Of course, the federal government wants to see uh, 2000, I think it's 30, 35, you know, yep. no more gas. Yep. So um, I want you guys, uh, certainly not while you're driving, please visit. Our next guest is quite the character of life, positive, feel good. And why not? He's not peddling food. Nothing wrong, nothing wrong with peddling food. He is peddling the fun behind all kinds of photography and film with classic car culture uh, out of uh, California. Let's bring uh, Custom Mike's. Mike, are you there? I am here. Mike. And I'm happy. I'm, can we call you the crazy Swede? You absolutely can. Uh, and of course, visit CustomMikes1M.com. Uh, let's get right to it. What uh, before we get into your wild background, you cover quite a bit of the car scene out in California. How many car events have you been to? Uh, I stopped counting. I just look <laughs> well, forward to the next one. Yeah. 
I love it. Yeah, you're not. You know, it's not like you got a room full of pegs on a on a board or something. <laughs> right. But would would hund- hundreds would be safe to say? Yeah, I mean we have uh, we have over a thousand videos on the on the Facebook page alone. Uh, we didn't start populating YouTube until September last year, and there's six hundred somewhat videos there. Um, and you know, I just I just want to share it with the people that can't come and see it and experience it, and that's kind of the bottom line, you know. Yeah, I enjoy going. Don't take that the wrong way, but but yeah. there's there's so many people across the world that never have a chance to live and experience the the lifestyle that we are so privileged to to live, and why not share it while I'm there? That's true. Give us a little background, uh, Mike. You uh, you weren't always in the automotive industry, is that correct? Uh, well, I most of my life I've peddled in mechanical stuff. Uh, you know, my dad was an aircraft engineer, and so there was always tools around. Um, but I've done a little bit of everything. I mean, I, I've been a firefighter. I've been a, a, a EMT. I've been doing plumbing and carpentry and insurance and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, but the 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 key component through all of it has been uh, mechanical or electronical type of things. Anything you can take apart and put back together, essentially. You've got a shop out in, uh, I believe it's Corona, California. Is that correct? Norco. Just like the drug, but... <laughs> Norco. There you go. Um, yep. You are working... USA. What is it, USA? Horsetown, USA. They actually trademarked it. <laughs> ah. Horsetown, USA. Horsetown, USA. There you go. I got to ask you, um, as as sort of a, a garage owner, you, you deal with uh, many of your clients that come in on more of the custom side. What are you finding lately, um, you know, sort of post-COVID? We know that COVID put a lot of folks, it made folks dormant, you know, and now we're free as a bird and some of us are too free and we're spending in... in areas that we shouldn't be spending in. What's your biggest concern that you see with some of your clients? And I ask you this because I want to share with our audience who may be in a similar situation in how they approach the professional side of getting something done as a build for their ride. Maybe some of the stuff they're doing on their own, but man, I got to get it over to custom mics. What are you seeing that um, is alarming? And what advice would you give in someone that's coming in to get some work done professionally? Well, I mean, you know, it, there's so many aspects of this one. <laughs> yeah, open uh, it up. We want to we hear casually. Go ahead. Well, I mean, it's the, the number one thing is like, what are you going to use the car for? You know, a lot of people don't know. They've been listening to their friends talking about dual turbo for 1500 horsepower, this and, and all, you know, they need this and that and that and this and, but if you know if you're going to go to a car show and cruise with your with your daughters, you know seat belts and and bigger brakes and good tires, making sure the steering works and all those type of things are more important than a 1200 hour motor. Um, there's a lot of those type of conversations that I have with my customers, and and the reality is is that uh, if a customer doesn't really want to hear some of that, maybe we're not the right place for them to be. Uh, you know, I'm happy to build a six-figure car for somebody 
but I, I you know, I'm not really there to build something for you that's not going to function for what you do. And many other customers that I have, we have long discussions about the usage versus was uh, what what's on the Christmas tree, so to say, of what we want and wish and coulda, woulda, shoulda. Um, but also the the. How do I say it? The, the, the information on the internet makes people, you know, your eyes, it's like when you have a meal, you know, your eyes are more hungry than your stomach. And sometimes it's more hungry than your wallet, too. There's a lot of sizzle that, yeah. you know, let, and you, you may get the wrong type of information in in droves you know you went to yeah, the internet and then you went to social media then your friend said yes and and then now you're lost i think you said something very very rudimentary and i want to parlay this to Susie. Susie, you've got a classic before you bought it and it's a, it's a work in process right you're right. working on it you had to ask yourself am i going to let this thing once it's done am i going to let this thing sit here and only drive it once or twice a year, or am I going to, you know, in the winter here, we don't do car shows in, in the summer. No. <laughs> For very good reason. <laughs> but you had a goal. Could you share with the audience, I think they will respect that, what was your goal, and it's not completely done, and I get that, but what was your goal when you made that purchase? As far as what Mike is saying, what are your needs? What are you trying to do with this? Yeah, thing? so originally we literally wanted to just kind of do it as a Sunday drive vehicle. And then yep. we thought, well, shoot, that even is, is putting baby in the corner too much. And we wanted to maybe make it more of a weekend drive and maybe go on longer trips. However, I understand that if you want it to be a classic car, you can only drive it like 50 miles um, in a certain time span. Is, and, and I'm still kind of researching that. Oh, can, you inf uh, can you help us with that, Mike? Well, that depends, that depends on what insurance company you insure it with. And, you know, you go to the specialty ones that have very low rates. Uh, they are going to have uh, requirements such as you can only take it to a, uh, you know, a sanctioned show and, and you can only drive it so many miles per month or, or any of those requirements. But the reality is, too, you can just register it with a, an insurance company as a regular car and uh, uh, treat it as a regular car. And you still have the coverage, so you can drive it however you want. This is, these are all choices you have to make, but you have to look at what the investment you have in it and realistically. And, and you know, if you, there are some customers that will spend $50,000 on a $5,000 car. And if they want to insure it for $50,000, they, they have to go to one of those uh, classic insurance guys. And then they'll have to live within those rules to get the coverage of 50000 for a $5,000 car. But if you have a $5,000 car you spend fifteen grand on and you're going to use the heck out of it, just insure it with AAA. And, and, you know, the liability insurance, if somebody else hits you, will take care of the values and needs and repairs on the cars uh, uh, no matter what. So I think Susie, bottom line for Susie is, girl, if that's your goal, you want to drive it more. We don't get drive it. Don't get caught up in yeah. what... Because, yes, there what are... What the parameters yeah, are. The, the, uh, uh, you know, whatever. Trailer queen setting. Right. Nothing are gone, uh, wrong with well, some now, of those high dollars. Well, now, here's another question, then. Go for it. You get the insurance that allows you to drive I want thing. to. But now, yeah. here's my question. Let's say we do get into an accident. 
Will the insurance uh-huh. company actually repair it, replace it, or trash it, or total it? What would they do, do you think? Good question. Well, I mean, it depends on the, the combination of damages. But, you, you know, if let's say the car's worth $10,000, realistically. It's a $10,000 car. And the damages are $3,000. You have, there's a $7,000 buffer there. They'll probably repair it. But you may, you, you don't have to make sure you engage a shop that understands the collision uh, and insurance side of it. But ultimately, I mean, here in the state of California, you have the right to retain that vehicle no matter what they do, you know. And there are laws in California specifically in regards to the right to repair. And, and you can, you know, you can escalate that into oblivion, you know. Yeah, Don't I think- ever take just what the insurance company's first representative tell you as gospel because it never is. Right. Uh, for more information, I would just recommend one of the leading providers – um, you know, we're, we're out at various car shows and we, they have a booth set up, but Haggerty, Haggerty.com. Haggerty does a good job with yeah. a variety. They're safe. They're well-known. They, depending on what your needs but are. But I thought Haggerty so, was the, the short distance perimeter. I don't believe so. Don't, don't, yeah. uh, quote me on it. I don't believe so. I think yeah. you can get what you want for what you're driving. Just okay. tell them what they do, what, what you're going to use it for, and see if they have a program for it. But, okay. You know, most of the stuff I have, and I, and here's the other side of this too. It's like I drive my what do you call it, the hoopties? Hoopties. <laughs> yeah, I like I like uh, I like that word. Yeah, you're gonna, have to have, you're gonna have to have it for our for our mutual audience. You're gonna have to have a definition of what a hoopty really is. You know? I, I have the luxury of a. Because that you don't you don't want the frank definition. Let's see if yeah. uh, let's see if. Uh, Hoopty, well, well, that's a whole nother. What does hoopty mean in slang? An old, worn-out car that means a lot to you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, wait a minute. Mike, you haven't heard the phrase hoopty? Oh, yo, I have. But it's kind of funny because I talked to one of my customers today, and he goes, what is a hoopty? And then I went into this discussion, you know? Yeah. Because I showed, I showed him the paperwork you sent me, you know? And, and so, uh, that 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 opened my eye to it. But the reality is that all of my cars are insured with, with one of the big ones, the regular insurance company. And I've been with them for almost 40 years now. They take good care of me and I have a realistic approach to the car. And many of them, they ask them what it's worth. I tell them what I think it's worth realistically. And then I drive it. And if, you know, as I go along, I, I will do more stuff to it. I mean, I recently bought a ranch wagon and it looks like a hoopty. But, you know, I put a new gas tank in, a new radiator, do this, do that, and I'll be putting disc brakes and all those other things on it as I go. But if I'm if I'm more worried about the insurance than I am driving, right? then it's not a hoopty. <laughs> all right, so since we're going to have to elaborate a little bit more on hoopty, um, according to Google Schmoogle, where did the term hoopty come from? The exact genesis of the word hoopty is lost to history, but word detective says it first <laughs> entered slang glossaries in the mid '60s. One common theory is that it originated from Coupe a nickname for the Cadillac Coupe oh. de Ville. So Coupe Hoopty. Bottom line is that's a word we've been slinging around yeah. for years, and it just basically. It don't matter what you think it looks like. Uh, it's my hoopty, and it's part of that pride and spirit. Um, since we're on the words, um, do you see 
Actually, I wanted to speak more on this insurance. It's important. I, and without mentioning names or where it was at, we don't need to do that. But as a case scenario, meeting up um, insurance safety, as well as your original point in conversation, Mike, regarding what do you need this vehicle to do and maybe not pursuing the priorities of safety, there was a recent concern in California that someone had a huge blown engine that was just sitting there percolating, but very little brakes behind trying to slow that thing down and maybe an accelerator uh, pedal or throttle cable that's stuck, and that was an accident, um, that's a bad day. It is, and it, it puts the whole culture uh, on a negative focus. Uh, and, and, I mean, this ties into a point you were making earlier. When should you go see a professional? And, and you know, I mean, if you put six figures into a car and, and all the focus is on horsepower and not on the rest of the other aspect of it, um, we're doing ourselves and our community, our car community and culture a disservice. Now, I, I don't wish anybody into the situation that that particular individual or that group of people were, in, were involved in. Um, but, uh, you know, most of the vehicles I do, I, I focus on brake steering, suspension, and, and safety and functionality first. Horsepower, I mean, most people can't handle horse over 200 horsepower. And, I, you know, I mean, you know, side tripping a little bit, there should, be, there should be a special license for anything over 300 horsepower from my perspective. Because it's, most people don't have to handle it when they release it. And if the vehicle isn't built to handle the horsepower you put in it, uh, it's, it can go sideways really quickly. Yeah. I mean... We know you're from California. We don't want too many regulations here, Mike. <laughs> but no, common sense would say, and I think most most folks tuning in, they they, I can't speak for all, right? But most folks understand that safety would that's that's top of the list. But then there's variations of that. I've seen yeah. I've seen brake calipers that were awesome fit, mated to the hub for the horsepower packing. However, the brake lines not going to cut it. And now we yeah. get into other hydraulic issues or somebody skimped out on a brake master cylinder where there's the, the volume of fluid pressure doesn't doesn't work for what you're trying to stop at the wheel. So I think the research most would do. But as you said, originally, there's so much garbage out there and we're not knocking our 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 network of folks, but everybody has their own experiences. That's why I believe yeah. I think you should at least. I mean, you wouldn't be opposed to guy calls you up and has some advice questions. That's what you're there for. Most good builders will give you that time of day. Of course, they're not going to give you a whole roadmap and spend, you know, 20 hours like an IRS uh, audit. Uh, but I think it's important to get with those professionals. What do you, how do you tell folks, maybe let me rephrase this because I think it's important. I want to address those that are listening that may not have a network. I think it was mentioned last week uh, by Greg Ovist, uh, who's not on today. He's celebrating Lanissa's birthday. Whoop, whoop. Oh, yeah. Birthday. Happy birthday, Lanissa. Um, but Greg does a wonderful job of just bringing it way down. Because sometimes we take that for granted on the show. But, hey, I'm Bree, and I'm getting into the classic car scene. How do I even get started? Could you tell us specifically for California, because that's your market, 
Do you have any advice for somebody that's just getting started, maybe a youngster that wants to know, where do I even go to find a good custom shop that's not, not going to you know, only consider their benefit, but also look out for me? What's the referral? I mean, you can't call AAA on something like that, like in our business, you know, AAA. <laughs> no. I mean, how to, what's your advice there? The reality is, is that, you know, customizing is, is a very personal thing. And what I've found over the last, however long I've been here, is it, it becomes, I mean, almost, almost all of the people that I've done work for have become long-term friends. Once we get to a point where we understand each other and we work together towards the, the mutual goal, um, then and and understand the actual process, budgets, and and priorities, uh, uh, they become long-term friends. And and that really, if you're going to customize the car and not do it yourself, that's probably the first place to start. And then ask you ask your friends, go to a car show, go to a car show in your local area. And talk to the people that are there. And if there's a type of car that you like, because that's a very individual too. Some people customize Cadillacs. Some people customize Ulta. Some people customize European cars. And they all, you know, I, would, I wouldn't take a Cadillac to a guy that restores European cars and vice versa. Uh, but then talk to them. What have your experience been? Because the, the long-term relationships are the ones that, that probably are going to be the most valuable. And then, you know, be realistic about what your budget is. You know, where do you want to start and where do you want to go? And what's your ultimate goal? What are you going to use the car for? Yeah, there's no sense putting a, a, a 60 Cadillac on top of a 4x4 chassis if you plan to cruise in the fairgrounds. But, Mike, so I want to take it down more entry level. Before okay. I even call you about customizing a vehicle, I need to ask you, where do I even start with a vehicle? Where do I, what do I do? Oh, there's such, that's a... I mean, there, you boy, you. That's such a variety. I there. know, but what do I do? I'm I mean, lost. Yeah. What What kind of car do you like? So I, I don't mean, know. That, that, I just know I want to get into it. I I really don't know. I got the '58 Chevy Del Rey from a friend. That's how I yeah. started there. Is it the car that's I wanted? Fabulous. No, it's the car that I acquired. That was the, that was the opportunity yeah. at yeah. that time, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I I think that's another avenue, Mike. It's okay. I mean, if you're not yep. sure. You know, you just happen to fall. A lot of people will give you that story of car shows, and they're like, "There's really no fancy story. Uh, it just happened." My, yeah. na- my neighbor said, "Do you want to buy it?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Okay." <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's that's how a lot, and most of the cars I've come across or that I'm working on have been that type of deal. It's like, hey, I walked by this car. Well, okay, let me tell you, the ranch wagon. I went to a friend's house to pick up a wiring harness for a wagon that I'm building. I got a 72 Vista Cruiser that I'm working on. So I went there to pick up a wiring harness. And I walk up, and he has a 57 Ranchero and a 59 Ranch Wagon in the driveway. And it didn't take more than probably a minute and a half, and it's clear that the Ranch Wagon is for sale because he really wanted the Ranchero, but he got the Ranch Wagon first. And and within five minutes, I bought the car. <laughs> It just goes that way. Sometimes you can't just overthink it. It's just, that's the way life is, man. And and, and then you turn that into a story. I want you guys, uh, we're going to take a quick break, but please head on over to Facebook or Instagram. Uh, Mike, you've got over 800,000 people hanging with you on your Custom Mike's Facebook. 
Yep, it's been crazy. We reach between 60 and 95 million people a month on Facebook. That's amazing. Well, it's a testament. I want to talk to more to what you're doing. I mean, you're extremely busy in the garage, but you're out enjoying it, picking up a nice camera and live streaming this. I want you guys to stay tuned. We've got custom mics. We'll be back shortly. 52% of the population family are women. We love you, ladies, but less than 3% of you women are professional technicians. Charity partner Tech Force Foundation believes if we want to solve this little technician shortage, we need to start talking to 52% of these ladies out in the population. Head on over. If you feel like you can tinker with the best of them, head on over to techforce.org. The new gasoline direct injection engines, also known as GDI, are the hottest new improvement to horsepower and fuel efficiency in this century. Service professionals agree that GDI's unique power requires unique GDI maintenance. BG Products has the most current and effective GDI maintenance available in over 20,000 shops, and they back it up with a lifetime BG protection plan. Go to BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. If you have a GDI engine and you want it to last, remember two more letters. BG. Now, now I got to tell you, I'm pretty excited about this. We have a benefits portion of our website, WrenchNation.tv, where we've got benefits for the Wrench Nation community, which is really protection for you, your family, your team. Your culture is important. Your team environment is important. So we're going to make it real easy for you to shop for health care, life insurance, device insurance, even pet insurance. I'm excited to share with you the benefits for the Wrench Nation community. Get on a wrenchnation.tv. We've made it real easy and simple. Your small business team deserve no less. Get on a wrenchnation.tv, check out the benefits page, and check out health insurance, life insurance, car rental, condo and home insurance. You name it, we've got your benefits covered. GetWrenchBenefits.com or wrenchnation.tv. Right on. Welcome back. WrenchNation.tv. We've got some great guests coming up in the future. Uh, get on to WrenchNation.tv where you can uh, leave a comment. Let us know your thoughts. If you've got a rock star in your community, we don't care what they're doing as long as it's positive vibes uh, for the automotive industry, whether they're an automotive technician or like our great friend, Custom Mike's. Uh, Kay McKay Wallen is hanging. Bring him back in. <laughs> Mr. Mike, where are, you, are you there? I am here. I'm glad we could clarify hoopty. That made me nervous. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was a moment. <laughs> that was a little bit. But uh, uh, let's get into some of the, You, how did you start? Like, I, I know you do it out of the love of the, the passion of, of the automotive industry and just the amazing smorgasbord of vehicles that you can see and, and, and the freedom of design and expression. That's one thing. But it's another thing to actually pick up a camera, get it connected, and and make it available for somebody, maybe in Sweden or Norway or in South Africa, which you have a very big global presence. What 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 kept you going? I mean, because that's that can be some work. Um how did it start for you to where you said, you know what, I'm gonna continue live streaming this stuff? Uh, well, long story short, my wife bought me a Coolpix S6000 when I was working for the insurance company and traveling a lot. And I was sick and tired of sitting in motel rooms and by myself and, you know, getting bored of tears. And I started to use it to my advantage since I ended up in places all over the place. 
And I started shooting pictures with that little camera. And that's like 15 years ago. Well, actually, more than that. It's probably close to 20 now. But, um, and then I, I needed a place to put them. And, you know, about 15 years or so, Facebook came around. And like, I started collecting just, you know, chop top pictures and two-tone pictures and candy apple red pictures and cool wheels and et cetera, et cetera, and made albums. And then people started liking it. And I'm just like, hey, those are my albums for me. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm serious. That's the thought process, you know. And then then I, I'm like, you know, maybe I should buy a better camera. And and so I bought a little bit better camera. And and I met some friends uh, that later became my dream team members. And they had fancy this or fancy that. And then so I try to buy fancy this and fancy that. But the reality is is that none of my dream team members are technical photographers with uh, a background in solid you know classes and stuff like that they they all have the eye and the heart and the love of the culture from their unique perspective and they have every range of equipment possible so my whole point here and i mean i have a pretty expensive camera but actually one of my lenses is more expensive than the whole batch of my other stuff and in the end, today, I film using an iPhone 13 Pro Max and a Crane 2, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, gimbal. And, and I'm using some uh, 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 Bluetooth uh, microphones. I can't remember off the top of my head where they, where they are at. But most of my stuff today is being done with that simply because the quality of the phone uh, photos and stuff. Yes, there's a place for my 70 to 200 uh, IS Canon lens. Uh, so you have the gear, but you've really kept it simple. I think a lot of folks, when they're starting off, uh, whatever they're covering, they, they're passionate about something, is my point. They want to share with the world. Do you find that sometimes we can just overcomplicate it and, and now the equipment gets in the oh, way? And Yes, absolutely. And and most people actually stop themselves short because they don't have that equipment or they don't have that software or they don't have the skills or they need to take a class. Just get, if you, if you want to start a YouTube channel, break out your phone and make a video and upload it. That's how you start a YouTube channel. And then you get better. If you show your audience that you're getting better, if you listen to what they're saying and try to change those things. I mean, one of my biggest problems was I was, I'm walking the car show. I'm so damn excited. I'm like a kid in a candy store, and I'm swinging the camera back and forth like a madman. And I got a guy that made a comment. I can't watch this anymore. I'm getting seasick. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Well, so I I changed it, and then one of the one of my hit videos is like one of the first after that, and I go, Hey, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna go to this this car show, but I'm gonna make a left hand turn only. I'm gonna walk all the way around about oh only on the left side. <laughs> you know. And so I could keep the camera steady on the cars and all that. And then, bam, that just exploded, you know. Yeah. So, you know, listening to your audience. But the, the key to it is the YouTube channel is not going to be anything until you start uploading videos or pictures or whatever it is that you're... Well, you and I think, I think folks may get it wrong. They, they want to treat it as, I mean, you know, you can't, you can't go about it initially as something that I'm chasing money. I think a lot there's a lot no. of YouTube no. stuff. And, and we know there are bots and stuff. But, again, custom mics... 
uh, just under a million people or so follow this channel mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, on Facebook. And you're covering everything from like recently had the Moon Eyes event. You're hitting just about every car show. Is there any car show that eludes you, if I could ask that? Well, there's there's a ton of car show that I want to go to that I, I uh, oh let me rephrase last year I got pretty sick and tired of my pattern so we went to uh, Kansas for the KKOA and we went to Tulsa Oklahoma for the Starbird show and you know and and we went to CCR the Custom Car Revival in Indianapolis and and we had a fantastic time and we met thousands of really, really cool down-to-earth people. And and the culture is probably the most amazing thing. That's why I don't, don't want to go to the same car show too often because you, you get in a pattern of stuff. But mm-hmm. the people are the glue of this culture. And, and I've been in a lot of different industries and, and there's nothing like the car culture. And, and we need to celebrate that. And that's kind of what I try to do. I don't care if it's a rickshaw or a boat or a, or a moped or a dragster. If it's cool, it's cool. Let me ask if you something. Likes it. You, yeah. You're around a lot of great car guys and gals. We see them out there. We do a lot of events, whether it's in California, here in Arizona. A lot of our listeners, they love it. They know it. They hang with the show. They hang on your page. I mentioned a serious issue with our Congress currently, and of course, SEMA yeah. has taken the lead. What is the, the buzz out there? I mean, look, I, I and I'm careful how I say this. I called it Green Mafia, and people are going to be pissed, whatever. <laughs> but we always kind of ask our guests, Susie, what, I don't care if they're the CEO of a company or an author or whoever, you know, if it's some of John Force's people, Robert Height, you know, coming on the show. Car culture is, is, is the uh, unique identity of who we are, how we tinker, what we make our own. That's just our stamp. Do you see folks getting nervous in California about where's my kid going to be 20 years from now? How is he going to continue on the legacy of tinkering and style? Rolling art and style. And I throw out hoopty because, listen, a lot of these car shows, those cars, I, in fact, I bring up Johnny Martinez. Johnny Martinez, he's been on the show, great pinstriper, wonderful story. Johnny Martinez is inspirational because, like many, two things he did, Susie. He retired at the age of 60. Mm-hmm. He finished his gig working for the, the state of California. He was construction. Mm-hmm. And then he said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get into this uh, p- uh, pinstriping. And now he's like, well sought after. And number two, his hoopty, which it was. It was an old ragged classic vehicle. Yep. He's yep. got he's winning awards with that. Yep. And he proved at that age and that the patience and discipline. Where where will we be with our youngsters in the future? And is California nervous right now, those in the uh community? What's the thought there? Uh, I mean, you know, you gotta look at I mean, history repeats itself and there'll be times where things are difficult, like when the gas crisis and in the early 70s, and it changed the whole environment. And, but I, I had a conversation with one of my customers, which was really funny. We were talking about EVs and fuel injection and stuff like that and, how, you know, how we are, as a group, hard to adapt to new things. And, and I was making the example of fuel injection and, and what it took me to get 
from a carburetor to fuel injection and, and that whole bit. And he looks at me, and then he's a little older than me, and and he goes, yeah, I fought alternator for a long time. <laughs> 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 and then you have to laugh, you know. New technology comes with new kids. And, I mean, it's like, you know, my, my daughter can do more with a computer and my phone than probably I will ever learn before I die. And, and you know, I'm trying to adapt. I'm a little bit slower. But we have to be more inclusive of the young ones and their new ideas. And we can't just exclude them out of the event. Yeah. And, and you know, I try to encourage the young ones when I'm out there by covering their hoopties. <laughs> and there's some really nice hoopties out there, too, that the young ones have put together. But, you know, it, there are some of them where they don't know enough. And then I try to step in and kind of guide them on, hey, you should probably weld that a little bit more. Or you should maybe put a little bit bigger brakes on before you put that next turbo on or whatever it is. And, oh, I wanted to make a – I wanted to give a prop out. The people that put that video on with that crashed 1,200-horsepower uh, motor thingy, yeah, you were talking about earlier, last segment, uh, for just to recap, yeah. that uh, a beautifully built motor that the fellow actually didn't have the quite the brake system and created buku damage and folks could have got hurt because he couldn't stop the car, correct? Yeah, and but the fact that they actually made this video, and actually yesterday they posted a follow-up video with a live show talking about the mistakes they made in the video. and And you know what? Them putting it out so that all of us can have these conversations and focus on the right things. And then to do the follow-up live, admitting some of the mistakes in the video, it, i, I got to give them props. Yeah, I, I don't think uh, some people are like, oh, that was sizzle, that got likes. But no, they give, give a mention uh, of the folks. Yeah. Well, it's uh, Autotopia LA, I think it's called, the, the channel. It's on your on your Facebook here. I see this, Autotopia. What yeah. you're saying is they just were there. They wanted to cover it they, and, and not sensationalize it. But basically, it's brake failure, crash. Uh, they did a live Q&A, which you, which you have uh, put Yeah, up. I posted both on because I think it's really important that we, we, we not, let's not bag on those guys. They made some mistakes. They admitted the mistakes. They are dealing with the mistakes. But for us to bag on them versus learning from them would be a huge mistake. Yeah. You know, because then, then everything is for a waste. Let's take this as the most, one of the greatest learning opportunities that come to us in a long time and show that we can, we can do better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, so. We're going we're gonna to bring you back. And in fact, we'll we'll probably see you out uh, soon, uh, out in California. We so appreciate you, Mike. Custom mics with one M all over the internet. Please give a give a follow on Facebook. Uh, a lot of great content and lots of good passionate diehards. Your dream team. Shout out to them. I know you couldn't do this by yourself. And uh, custommics.com is a great website with uh, some of the goings ons. Any parting words, Mike? Pound custom culture without borders. Let's bring it all together and be safe. This what it's. Aww, I like that. I like that. See, you crazy sweet. That's Devin's crazy sweet, and I love you, you my baby. hero. We're gonna catch Aww. you out there, and uh, well said, man. You guys, uh, 
Thank you so much uh, for hanging Thank with you us. Thank for having me. Yeah, you got Mike. it. Yeah, see, that's what Thanks, it's about. Buddy. It's genuine. You know, I mean, yep. he's. Uh, yeah, that's how life can be. You start something, and then the next thing you know, I mean, a lot of you have your stories that way. Okay, uh, now Autotopia, that's a pretty nice car to have wrecked. It's a gorgeous car. Uh-huh. I mean, unfortunately, it's a sad story, actually. Now, will my and, insurance cover that? Repair? I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they're probably going to discuss that as well. But, uh, again, custom mics uh, all over Facebook. You can catch that in Instagram awesome. as well. Uh, we met years ago. We interviewed, I think we had a St. Patrick's yeah, Day yeah. Uh, But he came to show. the shop, too. He visited the, he shop. the shop. Yeah, which is really cool. There's so, so many good people in this industry, and we certainly appreciate him. He's got a pretty good wit and uh, sense yep. of humor. Yep. That crazy Swede. Yeah, that's crazy. It was he and Scott. Remember? Yes, yes, Scott. And Scott, I think he moved to Indiana yep. or somewhere. But we always appreciate you guys hanging with us. Get on WrenchNation.tv if you've got any comments. Uh, of course, uh, thank you, KMET, out in California for hanging with the show. We're newer to those folks yeah, out the there. California we guys. appreciate you taking the time to hang out on a Saturday, as well as KFNX here in Phoenix, uh, Arizona. We appreciate you guys. As I tell you every week, man, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic.